Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Hey, Noctula. Hey, Dombi, how are you? I am fantastic, Sandra Sam. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, thank you. And uh, hello to the listeners. So you and I share two things in common, by the way. Yes. Number one, we were born exactly the same year. 1983, so we're like, Are you? I promise you, you? I promise you. So, I want to know which month because if you're born in October, then it means you and I are literally twins. Uh, I was born in December. Oh, so I'm older than you, not even. I was born in 1982. What? I was born a year earlier than you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't trust the internet. Don't trust. No, don't. Don't trust don't. the internet. I've seen things about myself like you guys. <laughs> now the other thing, maybe that's the only thing that we have in common, is the fact that we were born in Soweto. Yes, I was born in Soweto, uh, in Fulo. I was born in, uh, well, Paraguanath Hospital. That's where I was mm-hmm. born. And then I was raised at Deep Blue Faison, Faison 5. So, yeah, mm-hmm. at least we're okay. Soweto girls. So that's one thing in yes. common. Yes, that's where I was born, yes. Now, Stanvasami, we're dealing with a pandemic. It hasn't been mm-hmm. easy on all of us. And particularly yeah. yourself, you actually contracted COVID-19. How was that yeah. when you tested positive? Oh, it was quite an experience because I was in the middle of uh, two shoots. Mm. I was working on two sets and interchangeably. And now you have so many people to worry about that I've been in contact with. Um, and it, it was terrifying. I, I will not lie or yeah. try and, and, you know, sugarcoat it. It wasn't a fun thing to discover. Mm. But for, the thing was I, I, I had flu symptoms. And, you know, I usually do have flus around about um, in the winter months. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, no, it's just probably the, the, the flu. And then I got tested and the results came back positive. And now you're thinking, you're making a list of pe- all the people Ooh. that you've been in contact with. But guys, uh, I just tested positive. Please go check. Because, mm. um, you know, as actors, we work very closely with cast and crew. Yeah. So... You know, and we, we had been careful. We always had our masks, but you just don't know we're going to pick it up. From, That's you know, true. We're going to pick up the virus. That's and true. And that was one of the most terrifying two weeks of my life, you know, after testing positive. And then I started getting sick mm. uh, a few days after that, like really ill, to a point where I was afraid of even sleeping. So oh, you think, oh, my gosh, what if I die if I sleep? Okay, now I want to see myself go. You know, Um, it it was really frightening, honestly. And you worried about your children who are still young. It it was a terrifying experience. Um, I called my doctor almost immediately and she prescribed uh, antibiotics and other meds and loads and loads of vitamins. Mm. And, you know, just taking it easy and just really, really resting because I'm really, I never sit still. So it was quite something. It took some doing to be able to lay in bed the whole time. Yeah. You know, with intervals outside and back inside again. It Mm. was a bit difficult. And you're worrying about the work that you still need to do. Yeah. Uh, upon coming back because unlike other people absolutely yeah. you have to come back and do your scene. Yes. No, yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm so glad that you're feeling much better. And I'm about to ask yeah. you a very, very, it's a hot potato. Everybody is either for vaccines or against vaccines. Now that you you, you actually went through, um, you know, COVID-19, you know what it feels like, you know how sick mm-hmm. you were. What are your thoughts around vaccines? 
Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to take uh, the jab. Mm. Um, I'm definitely for it. But at the same time, you have to respect people. That's wishes. true. Yeah. Um, we all have the right to choose. And pe- people are exercising their right to choose. But for me personally, and I, I am really advocating for people to get vaccinated. Mm. Um, we, we are the ones who are looking after families now, especially in my age group. Hey. We're looking after parents, um, siblings, young children. We have a whole, we employ people in our own households mm. who are taking care of others. So I'm, for, I'm definitely for it. Um, but still, you know, keeping in mind that we all have every right to choose what we feel is right for ourselves. Yeah. Enough about COVID-19. I say manje. Yeah. <laughs> let's move on over to, <laughs> let's move on over to a craft that you're really, really good at. And that's storytelling. When did you realize, and I'm sure you get asked this a lot, that this mm. is the thing that I want to do. Was it something mm. that you pursued on purpose or is it by accident where you discovered that I'm actually good? at this um well you know in my family everyone is pretty much a storyteller we have some really amazing people who are artists in the family, but never really got to uh, explore that and we have people who should have been gymnasts who are really <laughs> great at it you know they can just control their body to whatever shape that they want and we have people who dance and who people who do a whole lot of things uh, skilled soccer players uh, who never really pursued and chose, you know, to get a nine to five and worked. And for me, it was, I, I'd always been creative. I could write really, really well mm. at a very young age and writing stories and play with my friends where we'd have a play every now and again. I know in church, I was always, you know, up there with the other kids. So I was always either the tree because I was really shy. And I get to play those bit parts where you're just a tree or a rock <laughs> um, <laughs> without any lines. And it took a while for, for people to actually realize, oh, oh, she can actually sing. Oh, she can actually uh, act. And mm. I did those, you know, taking part in whatever was available in my neighborhood. Mm. Uh, I tried dancing, which I was really horrible at. <laughs> and I quickly learned, okay, <laughs> maybe this one is not for me. <laughs> But, you know, we're always encouraged to do something. And then what I thought I wanted to do was study veterinary sciences. Mm. And then in high school, I'm like, no, man, that's not for me, (laughs) actually. But I kept it a secret. You know, I kept it a secret from uh, my family that actually, guys, this is what I'd like to do. And they found my diary and I'd written all that down, which, okay. After school, I need to have back because now I, I was raised in Pretoria. Yeah. But after here, I'm going to Johannesburg, and I'm going to try this out. Um, and, yeah, my, my mom wasn't very happy about it. She hey. was so disappointed. Yeah, because <laughs> they're thinking, really, really oh, my goodness, now our child is going to be hanging out yeah. in the streets of Hillbro And, uh, you but know. The, here's the funny thing. She's the one who always took me to to watch theatre plays. <laughs> I've been watching theatre plays all my life. So she had an office in uh, in Newtown, yeah, where you could walk. It was a literal walk to the market theatre, and yeah. I'd go watch shows. So she's responsible so for how you turned age, out. And Sundays were theatre days, yeah, where we drive all the way from Social Gove to the market theatre and watch a play. Oh my goodness. And then I'm like, how are you surprised <laughs> what I want to do? That I turned you out like this. There. It's your fault. It's your fault. <laughs> you planted the seed. And I used to see all these actors and at the time the market theatre had so many coffee shops around. They yes. were bound to bar- yes. actors. Yes. Uh, and directors. And those are the people. And at the time, 
a process theater was a big thing in our country. Mm, mm. And I used to watch all these these plays and I was like, oh, they're actually seeing something. Mm. Something, you know, that everybody is talking about. And here it is packaged and put into story form. Amazing. And we're seeing it live. Absolutely and amazing. And I was certain after watching Susan and said, I was like, okay, this is what I'm definitely going to do, but I still kept it a secret. That's powerful. That really is yeah. just powerful. Now, with you becoming really good at your craft and really successful and literally being a, a household name where we see you in our favorite soapies, there comes a downside with fame. And I think depression and anxiety uh, being being one of them because social media um, ha- is, a, is, is a gift and a curse, to be honest. Um, a yeah. lot of people hold actors celebrities at such a high standard uh, where you are no longer human and you can't make mistakes and you can't, uh, you know, be at fault and you can't live an ordinary life. But, uh, you know, depression and anxiety is something that you've been uh, you've been through. uh, Right. Driven by social media. How did you overcome it? And how did you realize that the problem is not me, but the problem comes from this monster? That is social media. Mm. Well, look, the, uh, like you said, there is the, the good and, and the downside of it. And for me, at the time, I just had my first baby. Mm. And I just quit uh, my job at Rhythm City mm. um, because I wanted to reevaluate and really get to know my own baby. Because with this work, yeah. um, parenting becomes that much more difficult. And I didn't want to do it where everyone was watching. Yeah. You know? uh, I wanted to take time out and really fix myself as well because I, I was you know I was so broken inside and I was like okay I'm not going to break this baby as well mm. let me sort myself out take time out and that was really difficult so now you are without work and you have this small person to look after and uh, my partner was the one taking care of everything mm. and I really had to meet myself in those months or maybe a year to really come one on one with myself which is not uh, this is you and then there's everybody else. What do you want? What are you good at? What is the one thing that would really, really make you happy? And for me, it was being comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. Like no matter what happens yeah. on the outside, yeah. if I take care of me and I do whatever it takes to take care of me, then I'll be okay. And I'll get. And that was the point where I, I said to myself, I am going to do work that I want to do, mm-hmm. not have the industry dictate what part I take yes, and dear. what which ones I don't take mm. and I know that I'm brilliant at what I do yeah and I'm not going to allow this monster to dictate to me how I do my work mm. I'm going to do it on my own terms I know the stories that I want to tell yeah and I became very picky with work mm. because some environments you know there are certain companies that you've heard uh, how they treat their employees, yeah. how they treat their actors, yeah. how they treat storytelling. And I made a promise to myself, you need to go where you're valued and you're wanted yeah. and you're yeah. loved so that people and can look... And taking care of your mental and health. Exactly. Because this job on its own, as Chinese, there's no... I, I'm telling you, we forever work. Yeah. I'm on social media, uh, whether I'm outside shopping, I'm a Chinese. Yo. You're always talking to them, Agogos, and they see you, and then they are children who, who are looking up to you. And we might say, hey, I don't want to be a role model, but really, really, kids look up to us. 
And it's exhausting, um, I can imagine. It is exhausting. Yeah, and they relate to the stories that mm. we tell because we're telling stories about real people. Mm. Sure. And how easy. So I'd rather be in an environment that where I'm valued and when I speak, I'm listened to. Yeah, yeah. Not Even though we might disagree, mm. but listen to what I have to say. Knox, we've got questions coming uh, through via social media. Uh, people absolutely love you, and they're excited that we're actually having you on the show. One of them being Udebi on Twitter. He says, I would like to find out from Knox what was her dream job when she was young and still in school, and what persuaded her into acting? I think we've answered that question um, in the beginning of the interview. The other question is from Ayanda. Now, Ayanda is shooting his shot. Now, Ayanda wants to find out, are you taken, girl? Is there room yes, for I him? Am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. to a wonderful man. Ayanda Askis. Um, who's a self-appointed manager. Askis. <laughs> he actually told me about this interview. Like, <laughs> you listen, you have an interview. I'm like, oh, Mr. Manager, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's really wonderful. It's very wonderful. nice to have a partner who understands your industry, who also is very supportive, because uh, it, it, that could either make or bear, uh, break your career. Yeah. We've heard so yeah. many people who are in relationships where the partner actually is not so supportive of their careers, mm. and they don't really thrive, and they don't shine. So I'm happy yeah, that I, you found him. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Look, <laughs> uh, I bumped into him. Um, in, at, at my grandfather's home. Uh. So his brother was dating my cousin. Ah. And that's how we met each other. And we've been inseparable since. Oh, that's wonderful. That's absolutely yeah. lovely. Now, you have been in an ever-evolving industry for a while now. How have you managed to stay so relevant? It's very hard, actually, hey? Yeah. You know, I never really tried to, mm. um, to be honest. Uh, I just take it as it comes. This is a, a brutal, brutal industry. And the sun shines today and tomorrow is cloudy as hell. Mm. And I've never really tried to stay relevant. I was like, okay, my work is going to speak for me. Mm. Because logo yeah. Um I'm actually really shy as a person. <laughs> and I'm really, you know, and I play these characters who are sometimes really loud, like the current one that I'm playing, mm. who enter in and she's a typical social girl. Mm. Uh, but she belongs to herself, you know. And when people meet me and they discover that I'm actually quieter uh, in real life, they're like, ah, maravillelitata. Like, <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> I don't. And it's possible for you to be an introvert and actually play yeah. an extrovert really, really yeah. well. I'm one of yeah. those people as well. Very, very shy. But look at me, a loud mouth on radio. <laughs> you will never, ever you know, say. And, <laughs> and people forget which one. They are camera people and you know them. Yes. Then, you know, so you're comfortable. Yes. But. Auditions, Knox. Are they still yeah. are they still something that like gets you nervous or are you like I got this? Oh yeah, all the time. I actually hate auditions. Um <laughs> I avoid them. I avoid them like a plague. And I get so excited when I just get called in like ah no, just come three years apart. Yeah. Uh here's your script. And then I'm like, Okay, and then I start working mm. uh, on the script. But auditions I I I don't think I have quite found the recipe. I just get shocked when I get called back. <laughs> oh me. Hey. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, so, so, but but actually they they're quite networking and it's one part of my job that I'm not so crazy about. Um, I'm sh- because also you're meeting new people, yeah. New panel, 
of people sitting there and you're supposed to form for them. And, like, you know? and also you're quite shy as well, like you've just alluded to earlier on. Yeah, so and then they, they start chatting to you Whoa. and you just want to run away. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't know and you have to keep it together. So that's one part of my job I'm not really fond of. I'm sure another p- a part of your job, actually I wouldn't call it a job, but a responsibility that's being a mother of two beautiful children. Did the COVID-19 hard lockdown change your perception on parenting? And how has the oh, experience yeah. of having them at home throughout and having to assist oh, with this? Oh, I had to be right. a teacher, an untrained teacher in, in less than a month. Because um, we decided to keep our daughter, yeah. who was six at the time, home throughout the year. And then when schools reopened, you're like, okay, She'll start a new school next year because also she had a baby sister and they bonded quite beautifully. Mm. So we kept her at home, which meant I had to teach her myself. I have newfound respect for teachers. Right. The patience that it takes. Yeah. No, that's not what my teacher said. You and, know, <laughs> and we thank and, God for Google as well because every yes. now and then you'd make you'd go and quickly Google something because the question check because they'll question you honestly they will question you yeah uh, yeah yeah that's not how my teacher taught us no we this appreciate we teachers it. we really do appreciate yeah, no, teachers no no kudos to teachers Knox in, thank you for teachers in your time where you are giving back to yourself and you're filling your cup, right? I can imagine you're drinking tea, you're reading a book. This is my imagination of what you do on your spare time, right? You're drinking yeah. tea, you're, 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 you're reading a good book. What music is playing in the background? What music are you into? Oh, I love, yeah, I love music as a whole. I was just playing old school quite I was on the hey. just a few minutes ago and I was playing all the hits mm. of Guaito. And that's my uh, exercise uh, um, yeah. uh, playlist. And then I have old school R&B. Mm. And then I have jazz. Ooh. And then there's hip hop. So I listen to a lot of music for different moods. Yeah. So Th- if I'm sitting at home reading, it will be either Mandisi Kiankiso or Mfundi Kaluva. Oh, I love her. very softly. In the background is Zoe Mudita. Oh, I love her. All those beautiful musicians. I, I, just, I just love music. <gasps> so, top three favorite artists of all time. I know it's a difficult question. Mm-hmm. Top three. Like, if they said you have to listen to these artists for a whole entire year, mm-hmm. three of them, who would those Definitely, artists be? Uh, Abdullah Ibrahim. Nice. Johnny Hathaway. Nice. Brenda Russell is another favorite. Mm. Anita Baker. I have so many favorites. I have so many. But you've, those are like my top, top. Yeah, you've exceeded um, three. You've just given me four. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. So many to choose from. Any projects that you're currently working on that we can look forward to? Maybe a big production that you're part of or something that's personal that you're passionate about, that you're working uh, on, that you want to let us know about? Um, One... A project that I'm working on, I'm currently on the river, nice. uh, weekdays, uh, and I'm still uh, the Time 10 Queen, as my friends call me, <laughs> Time 10 TV Queen, and on Reka and Abu Mama on Zanzi mm. uh, Magic, on Mnet, and uh, uh, One Magic. I really enjoy. So, I really enjoy you on Abu Mama. Actually, I really do. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> 
a wonderful story to play. Yeah. <laughs> um, and personally, um, I don't know if you know, but I, um, uh, well, I help people. So, Dilikwekha. So oh, yes. So, that as well. Oh. I devote my time um, oh. to. And, you know, just, just busy with herds and a call by and whatnot. And that really fills me up, you know, beautifully. Mm. Uh, where, you know, you're in, in touch with nature mm. and you stay and you talk to dead people. Mm. <laughs> I like but, that. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's my superpower. Oh, I like and that, it's, it's, a, you know, it's so wholesome and it, and it fills so many, that void, you know, that void that couldn't be filled by anything. And you find that just one thing and like, yes, this is me. Now, Kube, okay, on we go. And that really is the most beautiful thing that could have ever happened to me. Speaking about um, that. I make sense to me. When did when did you realize that, oh my goodness, I've got the calling and I need mm. to do something about this ASAP? Most people, mm. we've heard stories of someone who would say that I used to get into multiple car accidents and mm. that was the ancestors trying to get my attention. Other people would say, I never used to keep a job. I would constantly be mm. losing jobs until I, I paid attention to what all of this mm. means. What was that for you that was when the penny dropped that, oh my goodness, I actually to be honest, have a I've always known mm. it, it, there wasn't a name to it. I think I knew when I was five because I used to dream a lot and see things. And I tell my mom would really freak out all the time because we come from a line of healers. Yeah. And she'd be like, because they'd left, uh, her parents had left um, uh, Eastern Cape, they were originally from uh, Andrew. Yeah. And they came to Joburg to work and and then people met people, and then from Swaziland came my paternal grandfather, mm. who also came from a line of healers, mm. and then from my mum's paternal side, where they're from Guamakeba, mm. you know, the Zulu household, and And you know, every every single part of my family, all all those families were healers in themselves, mm. and then there was a denial. You know, once they came to Joburg and they assimilated to what everybody else yeah. was doing. Um, and then when I started saying these things from very early on, and even the music that I used to sing, because I used to sing old class of songs that I'd never heard anyone sing. What? Like, uh, make musical instruments using um, metal and, and um, a magic and mm. just make a sound. And I'd start saying, and nobody knew any of this. I'm like, hey, did you hear that song? Hey, hey, hey. Tell those people to leave me alone, and that's what my mom used to say. <laughs> and eventually, the older I got, it got worse and worse and worse. Mm. It got bigger and bigger, and I realized that actually this is bigger than me. But with my child being born and dreaming of her coming uh, to the world yeah. and to me, and and then I knew that okay, for this person's sake, I have to go in. Oh man, and you feel I whole. Had to go in, and it was yeah, and it was the love for this person. Oh, Bagiti Knox. Oh, Bagiti Knox. That's such a beautiful story. And uh, last but not least, social media. People love you. Uh, to someone who is introduced to to you on the radio for the first time, they probably love you after this conversation because one thing about you is you are yourself and you are authentic and you are real and you are true to yourself. Where can people interact with this wonderful individual on social media? I know you have a love-hate relationship with social media, but 
I love Twitter. <laughs> I love Twitter. As crazy as it, as it gets, sometimes when you're reading a break from it, uh, I am on Twitter. Uh, I'm N O X N O N O Z. I Knox Nonozi. Wonderful. Um, and Twitter? Yeah, and I'm also, yeah, I'm on Twitter, Knox Nonozi. And um, Instagram? Instagram, Knox Nonozi. N O X N O N O Z I. Thank you so much. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, keep us posted on any new things that you're working on. We'd love to have you again. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. It's Onoktula who is a South African acting powerhouse. Radio 2000 Podcast.